When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hashtag no music, no intro. Saints Block Party podcast coming at you. Um, Before we dive into Saints shenanigans and what have you, it is, what, 9.43 California time, Pacific Standard Time. Um, And today's been a struggle. Struggle for me a little bit. Uh, today's my my mom's birthday. She will be turning fifty four today. So, um, and just to honor her, have a little little drink. This is my this is my second one. We had a very <clears throat> very nice home cooked meal um, tonight, um, and just honored her with a little toast. Um, and so I just wanted to just my my grandma literally watches us on YouTube four hours and four hours or five hours a day. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'll know, I'll know she'll see this. And so, um, just want to just continue to, um, live up to my, live up to my name and, and make my mom oh, proud. Yeah. Um, so this, this, this is to you, mama. Um, man. So the pivot away from something that is a downer to just just right into another. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so this, I want to say this. Ryan and I, especially Ryan, are trying to be caught conscious about um the amount of negative negativity that's that's surrounding the saints right now because it's a lot man it's a lot in I, I know for people it's it's hard um especially like you know people listen to us they're like shit you guys are negative all the time and so it's a it's a it's a delicate line to balance right because on one hand people listen to us because we do talk shit of what it is and we talk the reality of what's going on 100 100 and and but I, I I I'm not dumb. Neither, neither of us are dumb, and we can see that how you know at times that could just be draining, man. And sometimes you just you yeah. don't you don't you don't want to hear it, you know. So right, right, exactly. Ryan Ryan made did a great thing in our Discord. Um, he made a, a channel of just all positive things. Thing it could be things 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 in the past, just anything positive no, no. related. There's a channel just for in our Discord, which is great. Oh, before I dive into that, big announcement. So we are having our second annual Saints Block Party podcast draft party in New Orleans. I booked my shit. 
two days ago, last night, I don't even know, last night, yeah, booked my shit last night, we'll be there, you must be a Patreon to attend, again, you must be a Patreon to attend, I don't know if our bodyguard, security, Joey's gonna be present, um, I don't know, bro, I, I don't know, he, he, he was laying some things slip at the meetup last time, bro, Joey, Joey. so, might have to relieve that man, inebriated, bro, you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> Just let any anyone was just walking in that in that tent, bro. But you gotta get shermed down there. Some somebody something. So it is going to be the night of the draft, which is April twenty fifth in New Orleans. If you want to attend, um, I'm going to start getting. I mean, it's early, you know, so this is yeah. like three months away. But around late February or so, I'm going to start getting a head count of people who are going to attend. Or, or at least 90% likely to attend. So if you're a Patreon, you want to join us, if you're in the New Orleans area or, or New Orleans adjacent, close state, come through. If Even if you want to fly in, we had yeah. quite a few people. And here's the thing. It coincides with Jazz Fest, right? So a lot of people right. come in town for Jazz Fest. Exactly. Um, so Perfect time to come to New Orleans. It's festival perfect. season. If Jazz Fest is not going on, some kind of other fest, the weather's usually great around that time. You know, like eighty, you know, seventy-five, eighty-degree weather. Was it Pope Bowl Festival during the draft last last year? Or no. Was that during the the? That was during the meetup. Meetup, right? Okay, I, yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, there'll be something going on. You know what I'm saying? So if you just want to come to New Orleans, and you know, you could, you could, you know, turn that into like a little chance to kick it with your boys. You know, make it happen, man. We're gonna have a good time. We always have a good time. We're talking shit. Watching the draft, you know we're gonna be pissed or maybe happy. Maybe maybe right. like wouldn't, maybe wouldn't that bless us with a little hope. Wouldn't that be something, something like and, oh, and that bro. would just be on on YouTube? Like here, here here's since they listen to everything we say anyway, can we have the like a the antithesis or a one eighty of the Peyton Turner draft, bro? Can we can bro, we get would that? that be dope? Would that be dope? <laughs> Instead of who, like maybe they trade up and draft like Jaden Daniels or something. You just like I, I want, I want that, Ryan. Like I want that. We gonna have the uh, Mark Sessler meme up in there, just like oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> football cold blood, bro. Mark was so happy Ooh. thinking he was thinking he he was gonna get a uh, Johnny Manziel uh, completely turn his franchise bro. around. Now this man not even a Browns fan because they traded for a rapist. Don't. Don't attach it's yourself the, to these teams, people. Please stop it's it. The, it's the perfect picture. It's the perfect. I look at it, it really? all the time. Like that is the perfect picture of sports it fandom. Is, man. It is. If you, if you put that picture, and I might I might have to do it. That picture right next to yours during the the Saints Patriots game, the 2017 season. Just put right next to each other, bro. Because it could go from that to that real quick, bro. Real quick, bro. Real quick. Um. Let's start with this offensive coaching, offensive coordinator coaching search. So I, I've I've kind of lost count, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to rattle off. I'm trying to go, I'm trying to remember them all. We got you had Dan Pritchard, Zach Robinson, uh, Shane Waldron, who's now the Bears offensive coordinator. They've now interviewed. Uh, I was almost said Gary Kubiak. The Clint Kubiak. Clint Kubiak. Clint. Yeah. KK. Um, Clint. Derek Carson. Derek Carr's like, yes, yes. Don't need to know anything else. Hire him. Okay. Um, Brian Greasy, Ronald Curry. Am I forgetting anybody? Oh, uh, and Gerard Johnson, 
the quarterbacks coach from for the te- for the Texans. Um, so that's what I named seven candidates, yeah. seven candidates. One who's already got a job as an OC with the Bears. So six down to six now. I, I I'm going to say this sincerely, um, and try not to be pessimistic when I say it. I really, really hope that the offensive coordinator search that they're conducting is a legitimate, actual, actual offensive coordinator search. Yes. Because, like, on the, on the outside, I'm like, you, you brought in seven people. One, obviously, being in-house, right? So you bring in, you bring in six people externally, one, one candidate in-house. Like, it gives the impression that this should be a legitimate, real offensive coordinator search. Even though there, there, you know, there's this, and we've said it, and I and I've hinted at it on Twitter, is that maybe the, the search is more like the head coaching search was when Da got hired, and it's a sham, and they already kind of know who they want to hire, and they're just kind of mm-hmm. going through the dog and pony show. I hope it's not that, man. I hope it's oh, not. Man. I hope I hope they are finally open to changing their offensive philosophy, hearing hearing from different perspectives, but something that doesn't. Two things that just st- stands out to me, right that don't make sense. And I, I, I need someone to explain it to me. St. Wadron's already got, has already hired as the OC, offensive coordinator for the Bears. He's already putting his, his staff together for, you know, coaches and assistants that he needs on his offensive staff. It comes out, I think Underhill reported that the Saints are going to wait until after the senior bowl to hire offensive coordinator. So we are we are the twenty third right now. I don't have a calendar up, but after the Senior Bowl, I'm assuming so. The Senior Bowl takes place on the third of February. So you're gonna wait until the following week to hire office. So you, you at that point you are two and a half weeks behind <laughs> of potential like assistants or whoever the OC is gonna be may not be available anymore. Because of the delay, uh, it though like that little it's a little thing, but it's also like a big thing of like it 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 seems weird of what like why why right right unless it's a thing where are they waiting to hire to have the senior bowl or do they wait to announce to have the senior bowl because you can get the paperwork and all they started before but you know well, like, fell is shit leaks out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like what? Like, well, so, I don't even know what the logic of, of waiting to announce it would even be. I don't understand a lot. Like, once you find a guy, you decide on it. Make hire the fucking guy. Like, I don't know what the the, 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 bear, the bears did. Right. <laughs> like, you know, if if Zach Robinson is saying, "Hey, you know, I, you know, he goes through all his interviews and says, man, you know, I like what y'all officer, You know, you make this money work, we can make it happen. Hire the fucking guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know." All these games, man. Like, man, get to it, man. Shit, please. I don't need. The, I don't need the foreplay. Need foreplay. No, no. Let's get, get right into it. Right to it. Lights on. No, me. Sorry. Anyway, um, what what are your overall thoughts of of this offensive coordinator search thus far? I mean, I I, I like the direction they're going. They, you know, they're going the whole Shanahan McVeigh tree. I even tree branches of the tree. Just any little leaf we can find. Just take a little leaf here. You know, 
And it's, the, it's, hot, it's the hot thing. It's the sap. It's the sap of the tree. It's it's the the <laughs> and look, I mean, I, I, it makes sense, bro, because the for the most part, it hits. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's uh, working, bro. It's working all over the league right now, man. All over the league, from the run game, the use of motion, the, uh, you know, the whether it's gap scheme, whether it's outside zone, whether it's, you know, uh, play action, well, under center roll play outs. action, rollouts and all that. Like, it's, it's – it, we we need it, bro. We need – we saw towards the end of uh, – the end of the season, you know, Derek Carr start producing – his production, you know, improve. We mm-hmm. saw the increase in the use of motion. We saw the increase of play action. And we saw him improve in those areas. And, you know, we saw him play better. Um, So, I think it just makes 100% sense. If this is a real search – that that right. is what they uh what they are looking for. So I hope it's true. Like I I don't have any major opinion about who they should get because none. You, know, you talking about QB coaches and stuff. You don't know what they bring. You just none. hope they just hope they make a good decision. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I, I find all of them interesting. Ryan Greasy, that's interesting to me. Uh, um, uh, Zach Robinson is probably the hottest name out. He right. You know I I don't have high hopes he come in because man he he a hot ticket for hot whatever rough. reason. So. We'll see, man. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's just gonna be fascinating to have a new offense coordinator because we've had, you know, the Pete Carmichael, right. Sean Payton system for so long, bro. Like it's just gonna be interesting. Easy, interesting. Like especially come training camp, preseason, you know, to start really digging into to see how things are gonna look. You know, are they gonna incorporate? Which I think a smart coach would incorporate things that worked for Derek Carr from right. this system and add new pieces to it and stuff like that. So. Oh, that's gonna be fascinating, man. It is. Um I, and I and I hope that it's I hope it's I hope it's genuine. Right. I hope I hope it's legit. Um yeah. the thing the other second thing that was just on my my radar, and again, maybe I'm over analyzing things. Maybe I'm over analyzing the situation. But like this was like the first week that like position coaches could meet actually like in person with NFL teams. Uh, or other teams, I should say, and like the Gerard Johnson thing, like I just, I, I need someone to explain it to me, man. Like I can't. I, right there in these town. Right there in these town. This Gerard Johnson is in Houston. The first time I went to New Orleans, I drove from New Orleans from Houston. What four and a half hours, five hour drive, right? Not very far. On Zoom, he on on Monday he has a Zoom interview with the saints and he's in houston and on tuesday he's on a plane going to cleveland to interview in person i, I can't shake it ryan like I, I i don't can someone explain it to me please because like, you cannot convince me this person's going to have a plan and you and lay out all these things in terms of how he's going to what he's going to bring to the the to the offense? Why would you not want that person sitting in front of you having that conversation one on one, filling each other out? And he's like four and a half hours away. Like I, that's the thing. Where I'm just like, is this real? Is it is it legit? Is it genuine? I don't know, man. But it just well, you know that's the first thing that comes to mind is people is growing. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, is this a movie? Mm-hmm. You know, checkbox or whatever. You hate to be that cynical, but I mean, it is what it is. That's the reality. That's just reality. You know what I'm saying? And uh, 
Uh, I don't know. I like. I don't know. I don't know what to what to think about it. But to me, I'm. It goes back to what we always talk about: the ego, the hubris that comes just from that whole front office and coaching staff. Like, you know, like we ain't got to sell. We ain't got to sell ourselves to them. They got to sell themselves to us. You know what I'm saying? We didn't do all the sights. What you talking about? I'm Mickey Looms. I got 200 wins under my belt, baby. Like what? Like what you talking about? You know what I'm saying? That's just the feeling I get from them. You know. Have Whereas you ever? To me, they should be going out and man, sitting that Benson jet over there, scoop them up, bring them, show them the facilities. You know what I'm saying? Sell yourself. You know? Have you? Have you ever seen Step Brothers? Maybe not. I don't know if you ever seen Step Brothers. Oh, um, uh, Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, so there's a part towards like the end of the movie where him and uh, John C. Riley like go to like interview for jobs, and they start doing like these joint interviews where they go to interviews together, and like in one of the interviews they start interviewing the employer. That's how these, like, if, if DA if DA is conducting these these interviews, bruh, I know these candidates is like, wait, you, you got 24 wins and 24? No, let me let's ask you some questions right here, sir. Right. Like, <laughs> what? Asking me questions? questions. For you, exactly. Why, why should I come here? Like, I, that's what the question is. Right, exactly, exactly. All right, let's let's take it to the flip side. Let's say for whatever reason, and I'm not saying anything for certain, but let's say for whatever reason, this offensive coordinator search is not legitimate. And let's say this is a way that the team is trying to like give this facade that, you know, guys, we, we really tried. Like, we interviewed six people, like seven total. We really tried to find an offensive coordinator, but the best we could do is, and this, uh, I want to make preface by saying this, is no dig at Ronald Curry, but best we could do is promote Ronald Curry, but, you know, because he's the first time OC, like, maybe we'll just put John Gruden as a, as a senior offensive consultant role. You know, just help him out, help him do the game plan. Would that in any way, especially what we kind of saw with the head coaching search and that not being a true head coaching search, would that in any way like an- annoy you as a fan to think that yes. this is happen- happening again mm-hmm. and them not having open eyes to anything different? Yes, yes, it would be very annoying. I mean, put the racist, homophobic, sexist emails to the side. Let's just put that to the side for a second. Big lip just beast. The- Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just missile entire look at those. lips. <laughs> just put that to the side. It's to just side. It, it it would it would feel like man, y'all really ain't trying, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you you wanna you wanna sell us that you're trying, but you really ain't trying. You know, John Gruden is I've said it over, he's a very good offensive coach. Uh yes. His 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 Raiders offenses were good. Um, he's a good offensive coach, but I do think the Saints, we, we got, we got to start looking to the future here. You know what I'm saying? We got, mm-hmm. you, you go watch the NFL these days. It's time to start being a little more progressive. Um, get some young blood in there. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't been a play caller in 27 years, like a play caller only, you know what I'm saying? He's right. Been head coach only. Only. But just right. like, Working under somebody, not being the guy, it's been twenty seven years, bro. You know that's a hard I mean, that's a hard thing to do, bro. Hard thing to do, and then if you do the whole thing where he's a you know he's a offensive senior official or something like that, 
Then you got somebody looking over Ron Curry back, and you know, is it going to be Ron Curry's system? Or is it looks like I don't all which, not that not that someone looking over Ron Curry's back would be bad enough, but out of all people looking at, <laughs> I, I think if you Ron Curry, how you feeling right now, bro? Like how you feeling? What, you know what, what, what are you what are you doing? <laughs> well, you actually pass right. Uh, and you know, and look, I mean. Bro, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I, I know. I, I, hope, like I, hope, I, I hope, I hope, I hope it's not, not the case. And, and I hope it, it's not the case. I would even say, like, if you, if that's the plan, like, could y'all at least be like smart and go get like the other Gruden? Like, could you got get Jay instead? Like, it gotta be John. Like, go get Jay. Shit. <laughs> at least Jay emails ain't out. Like, at the very least. What? Hey, I was talking to somebody today. Uh, I ain't gonna say who, but I was talking to somebody on DMs like. Bro, I think Goodell sitting there, he probably got a nice little zip file that he ain't released yet of them emails. Just wait. Like, okay, y'all, y'all make that move. Back it's coming out. Cause cause I'm telling you, bro, like, come on, man. Like, how the Saints have been through this. We went through this with Bonnie Gate, where you we thumb our little nose at the league, we thumb our finger, like, yeah, you know, you bring in Mike Austin, you got him hanging around, even though, you know, he just got done with a whole lawsuit with us. The NFL sued Mike Austin. I forgot for a while for what he was selling, like fake NFL stuff or something like that. Oh yes, yes, yes. And, yeah, and then we had you know how him. Bad you got me for the NFL to sue you, bro. Like, huh. And they they kept telling the Saints, stop having this dude hang around NFL facilities. You know, Sean Payton them. They like, ah, right, fuck you. We gonna do what we want. You know what I'm saying? And that not just that, but that plus other things came back to bite him in the ass. Come you know, Bounty Gate and right. Like, you know, they don't have a lot of friends up there with the in the NFL headquarters, man. And if they do something like this, I just I just feel like something bad gonna happen, bro. Like I just feel here, like it won't turn out well. Here's the thing. All that was happening under Sean's watch when the team was doing what? Winning. <laughs> <laughs> Winning. Great great story, <laughs> national great media story and all that. Can you imagine them trying to do that after the DA's first two? Oh, but it, I, it oh. They can't be. They can't be this dense. Why are they? Can they? Can they? I, I don't know, bro. I, and somebody I, was I, saying I, it was like, well, well, uh, what's my dude? Uh, uh, the black coach that's that's suing the league. Uh, oh, oh, uh, 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 Brian Flores. Brian Flores. They're like, well, he's suing the league and he's still employed. Blah blah blah. Different situation. Completely. Different situation. NFL has to tread lightly with that one, you know, because of who he is, what he's suing for, and yep. stuff like that. Um, so it's it's just a completely different situation. Night and day. Um, I, I do legit hope that this isn't some type of sham process. I, I do hope that they actually do are, are open to um, – new ideas and bring in some someone in new and just an, a new system. And I think D on Twitter asked a great, a great question and we were talking about it a little jokingly, but what is Dennis James Allen? Like, what is he selling these offensive coordinators off? Cause if it was Mickey, like Mickey could be like, Hey, listen, 
yo, you come here, get this offense cooking, you get Derek Carr looking good, you got looking good at the defense looking like trash, but the offense cooking, we let go of DA next season. I'm not <laughs> saying, but I'm just saying. Got you a pass, Mickey bro. can do that. But, but DA's leading these interviews, so what is DA going to say to these people? I, I, I would love to know. I, would love I know, to know. Office, I know, I know. The candidate's like, okay, so I have this plan for Taysom, and Da's like, well, he might, he's not going to leave my team. Who am I going to have? Yeah. Oh well, you know, I can you start using AK more in the passing game, and mm-hmm. Da's like, well, we're not really sure. You on this interview. Well, at least I don't have to worry about defense because I know we got a shutdown corner and Lattimore. Well, you know. <laughs> Like damn man, that LeBron, that LeBron walking away gift, bro. <laughs> Got the stud right I tackle and ram check. And, well, hold on there. Didn't you didn't you draft a a a young up becoming young left tackle and Trevor Penning? That you, well, no, no. no. <laughs> I would love to be the fly on the wall. Uh, yeah, bro. Um. Uh, I, I had to I had to bring this up, and it 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 kind of just goes to show. And we talked about a quick. We talked about on the podcast. We've also had the discussion in our Discord of um kind of like what has led the Saints to being kind of the position they're in. It, it's it like not good coaching, not replacing good coaching, and then letting players leave and not replacing those players with equivalent players of that caliber or better players. So, um, our dude John Hendricks put a a thing like an article up talking about like the Saints and loving this and this loving the Senior Bowl and and you know in the article it was like a thing of like how many players that they drafted from the Senior Bowl and what have you. And I looked at it, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read these players off to you mm-hmm. since 2017. And I and this tweet blew up a little bit. I wasn't expecting it to. We'll list off all the players that they drafted from the Senior Bowl to you right now, okay? 2017, Alex Anzalone, who's in the NFC Championship game. His his career arc is is very interesting because like he was like good and then he was like bad and he was like very bad and now he's like decent again, which is really amazing. Um, 2018, Marcus Davenport, Traquan Smith. 2019, Eric McCoy. 2020, Adam Troutman, Zach Bond. 2021, Peyton Turner, Ian Book. 2022, Trevor Penning, Alante Taylor, DeMarco Jackson. 2023, Isaiah Foskey, Nick Saliverde, Jake Hayner. Can we, who, whatever the travel arrangements are of going to the Senior Bowl, cancel those. The rental cars, the lodging, cancel all of it. Please. Oh, man. That is an, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. That is fourteen players since two thousand seventeen. Man, and Eric McCoy, and maybe uh, Eric McCoy, Anzalone, and then maybe Alante. Like that's three out of fourteen. So we talked about how it's important in terms of like changing, potentially bringing in someone new offensively, changing philosophies, getting some new ideas about blah, blah, blah. Jeff, Ireland, can we, can what, whatever the formula is in the draft room, can we shake it up? Can we stir it? Can we, can we it mix up. it up some, something? Because it's not well, you working. Know, 
And you know why they like those senior bowl guys? Because, you know, they're seniors. They're seniors. A lot of scouts, you know, typically like seniors because they played a lot. Um, you know, they tend to be, you know, and then, you know, there's something to players that go to the senior bowl that's trying to right. prove and all that stuff. Um, but, I mean, a lot of times them dudes just, just tapped out, man. Like, they are who they are. You know what I'm saying? Um, they just got to they gotta, they gotta be careful, man. Be careful. You know, they fell in love with uh, Marcus Davenport there. They're just like, ooh, look at this. Big hard. So I, remember, so I remember going out after we drafted him, I went back to watch his senior oh, bowl performance. Big thing over out. here. <laughs> that's, that's what I was sick. And, you know, just watching, just let me see how this dude look, you know, because it was hard to find tape on him. Shit. <laughs> just, just like Peyton Turner. You went and there should be a rule i'm gonna make this a a rule for the saints draft room if i go to youtube and if i type in the player's name versus and hit search and shit don't come up don't drop that player (laughs) put udfa next to him or something god damn Sorry, sorry. Kill me, bro. They, they kill me with that, man. Rick Leonard, bro. I've never in my draft Nick watching life see two broadcasts not have a single fucking shit out. <laughs> uh, egg emoji. They put an egg emoji up there. To the egg having. <laughs> we don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> the, the Thanos. I don't even know who you oh, are. The crap of um, sorry, bro. All right. Um, sorry. Getting, getting back to your uh, your your two first thing. Oh, no, no, it's, it's just like it's just like you know they uh, get get some get some good talent in there, man. Like whatever means necessary. Senior bowl coming up next week. I still don't know if I'm gonna go catch a practice or not. I'm just like, yeah. you got you got to go a day. Part of me, part got- of me want to because they do draft people from the senior bowl, so it's like right. You want to put an eye on a guy, something like that, but man, it's like you, I, I, you know, if I if if I could be there, like working out if I could have financially wise, you know, what have you, I would have just loved to go to just see Penix throw. Not that I yeah. even think he's he's not even in the first round equation. I think for most NFL teams right now, but like we talk about quarterback quite a bit on the pod and. Like to me, he he like really hits that mold of maybe the perfect quarterback that they could get in round two with Denver's pick, and kind of just you know st- storm to the side, right? Just like yeah. hey, don't don't gotta worry about nothing. Get fully healthy, learn the offense, blah blah blah. Um, I would just love I I would love being there just just for that alone. Oh yeah. That that's the one player I want to go put the my one. eyes on. And as soon you as know? soon as it got announced, I said, "God damn it, bro! I was hot. I was hot, Ryan." Um, but that said, I'm trying to think of anything else before uh, the potential comp picks. So I think the Saints are potentially slated to get three, maybe fifth round comp picks. Um, Davenport, Kane Ellis, and I'm forgetting who the other person was that left. That's- on your model? Yeah, there you go. On your model. Um, 
Davenport probably would have been a fourth comp, a fourth round comp pick. But you know, Davenport didn't play in, in, yeah, in Minnesota. So <laughs> he said, "He said I'm, I'm, I'm the gift that keeps giving." Oh. Uh, but we we don't want this episode to be completely fully negative. So we, you know, we're you know spinning it to <clears throat> really kind of what the meat of the episode is. It's talking about. Five might be a stretch, but um, talk about some ascending players from this past season, and also just hit on some some descending players. Um, we don't have it doesn't have to be like all from offense, all from defense. It's just five and five. I'll be honest with you, don't know if I even got a full five for eat for for at least ascending. But who's your who's your first player? Uh, we'll start with Brian Brzee. Um, just as a you know, a rookie defensive tackle. Uh, I think he had what five, five and a half sacks. That's um, impressive. If you, told, if you would have told me that was going to be his production this year when he got drafted, I'd be like, "Cool, <laughs> easy." I take it. You know what I'm saying? And you know, beyond the sacks, just looking at him, he's an explosive player. He's strong. Stayed healthy the entire year. Yeah, he, he played part time snaps. Um, plays out of control right now. No, no understanding of leverage. Uh, just, just he just out there, you know what I'm saying? Just uh, athlete, uh, just out there. So obviously, you know, with coaching and all that stuff, that's gonna play a part of him being better and getting more experience. But you just see like that raw piece of clay, you do that, man. that you can mold and you know and be just a disruptive force in the middle. And the Saints needed desperately, desperately, desperately needed, man. Um, so that's that's just one player that you look at, you be like, man, okay, we got something here. You know, we got something that we could build around. Definitely. I mean, he's my he's the, my number one as well. I don't you know I don't want to repeat anything you said. You think you think you hit it on the head. I think he's by far the best Saints uh, defensive tackle that they've drafted. And I, I can't even tell you how long, man. Like at least at least since I've been watching the Saints, so yeah, quite a long quite a long period of time. And you're just as a fan, I'm excited about his long like long term like potential and like the mm-hmm. player he's going to be you know t- next season two seasons three seasons down the line because like this is just hopefully you know him scratching the surface and hopefully he can remain exactly. and stay healthy um so the player i went with number two, so we, we can just alternate we don't have to so yes proceeds on yeah. my list as well uh next player i went with is um big creek carl grandison uh um, had you know he, he tapered off towards the end but what he would like the production and the like the plays that he made for I would say like maybe the first half of the season was just eye opening. Like it was it it really was like a revelation of like who who is this? Like legit like yeah. who is this? So like everything he did in the offseason, the work, he slimmed down, um, and he legit looked like a like at times like a goddamn like good pass rusher top you know i won't put him top 15 but like at least a top 20 you know edge rusher in the nfl and for him that's huge and i think because it's one of the the the, the few good things that the saints did this season they locked him in early you know mm-hmm. before because you know before he hit free agency and kind of locked him in at a lower like a lower contract rate that he probably would have maybe gotten if he maybe went to free agency so that helps the team a lot. And for him, it's just like, can, like, what is that next step for Carl, for Big Creek? I don't know what it is. Like, I, I don't know. Like, but if he's 
able to play, give you the same level of play he gave you this season as consistently as he did, that's a good ascending player. And I, I got to see how old he is. I don't even, I don't even know how, how old question. he is. Um, but, you know, one thing I did like about him is he has improved every year, kind of like uh, Trey Hendrickson did mm-hmm, uh, with mm-hmm. the Saints. Just, you know, oh, 20, every year. 27. Just got, 27. Just got a little better, a little better. And he's still at the age where he could, you know, he could still give you more. Um, mm-hmm. There were games. There were games. He, he had, what, eight and a half sacks this season. But there were games, bro, where he was, like, he was having, like, back-to-back plays. Like, damn, he is disrupting things. So Yeah, man. It was, yeah. it was impressive. So, right. So if they could just get him a partner on the other side, it's crazy. Because we always been like, man, Cam, Cam Jordan need a partner on the other side. Get Creep going. And not Cam, yeah. you know, his, his Time, skin bro. falling off the bone. Time <laughs> to caught up with him. Time. So undefeated, bro. Undefeated. Undefeated. Undefeated, man. So, you know, that needs to be the focus. You know, this coming free agency, whether that's paying, you know, big money to Brian Burns or going trying to find, you know, a guy that was maybe underused mm. somewhere. I, I don't have a name in mind, but just somebody that's maybe underused that you can get something out of. Uh, uh AJ uh AJ AJ Epinesa. Someone oh, brought it up in the Discord. That's someone brought it up in the right Discord. There. He's a he's gonna be a free agent from the Bills, and someone's I, I I'm blanking on who it was, but as soon as that name was said, I was like, "Ooh, that's good! Like that's mm-hmm. that's good." That's a good that's, something like that, you know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm like that, you know, because they 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 need some D line help, bro. It was, it was not good this off season. No, I mean this it season, wasn't the past rush. No, it wasn't. It wasn't good at all. Um, who's your next ascending player? Ah, man, I should have wrote this down. Uh, I'm gonna may- go with. Huh? I was gonna say if it makes you feel better, I'll, you know, I don't know how many there actually is, but I'm going to go with Paulson Adebo. Um, mm, that's a good one. Cause, that's a good one. Cause he 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 had a great season. He took some he lumps did, in the Rams game. He took some lumps in the Rams game, which kind of just took a little shine off him because it was like, oh well, you know, going against a, a good quarterback, you know, are you, but I think. Even in that game, he you know he held up good enough, and he was the number one corner for you know a big part of the season. Season, yeah, and, he absolutely and, was. Uh, I mean, he basically won that Bears game, uh, you know, just by himself. That the, that performance was insane. We were insane there, we saw performance. It, like, it yeah. was. I I just think you know he he solidified himself as you know like a, a, a starting corner in NFL, like a number one corner that could 
you know, that, you know, maybe he's not like a shadow guy <laughs> or put him on anything, but he's right. a guy you can put out there and just not really worried about him. You know right. what I'm saying? You know, you can have him in single man coverage and he's going to handle his business. He's going to take the ball away. He's going to uh, de- pass defend. He's a good tackler. Uh, just a good player, man. Very excellent, excellent draft pick, too. You know, it was like he, he absolutely was. Um, and I wonder, there's a, there's like a part of me that wonders if, if his play in their mind, and I know, cause I know how this team thinks in, in their mind, because of his play and because of where Marshawn stands and not wanting to come back to the team or potentially not wanting to not know, let me reword that, not wanting to play for Dennis Allen anymore. In their mind, that makes it a little easier for them to be like, oh, okay, well we got Paulson Debo. So we, you know, it's not. To them, they see like maybe it's not as big of a loss to potentially trade someone like like Lattimore, which is just dumb. But I digress because he has played so well, and and you know I've apologized to to, to kind of slandering him on the podcast for his his sophomore season because he was going through such a bevy of injuries that just no one really knew about. Which also mm-hmm. that kind of goes back to coaching is like like that cornerbacks like one like one of the big positions where if that player is hurt, like it is going to be very obvious. The player is hurt. Yeah. Like, yeah, like absolutely. It, anyhow, but he, he bounced back, had a great, great season and is like one of the, you know, pillars and cornerstones of the defense right now. No question about it, man. Um, I'm not, you know what? I don't care what the haters say, and I know his his season was up and down. Chris Olave is still an ascending player. Yeah. Um. He there, there are, there's still some things he needs to work on. Like you know, not so much the fifty fifty balls, but just like I don't know if it's a concentration thing, but <clears throat> the drops he has as a pro, he didn't have those drops. In the, in college, like you didn't see him yeah. drop the ball like at all in Ohio State, so I wonder what the what it is. But and I'm not like you know me, bro. Like I'm I'm a rare stat person. Like like I just go about with my eyes. But there there are times, a lot of times in the games where Chris Olave is running a route and he is open very very often, and that's just a trait for a route receiver to have that. As a, as a team and as a fan of a team, like you want a player that can almost get open on on almost every route that they that they run, right? And he's yeah. been able to do that. He's made some, you know. I still think that the catch he made against the Vikings is le- legitimately Ooh. one of the best the best catches, touchdown or not, one of the best catches I've ever seen watching football, bro. Like it made Fire, just cold, cold. Oh, like like those like those those are the plays that like I I wish we. For the season, for the for the for the lot like the live stream, like that's what we I want to get back to. Like right, even right. like the win and losses don't maybe show. Like if we can just get that consistent, like whoo. Anyway, I know there was a lot of Chris Olave uh, discourse this past season. I don't want to hear it, man. Like he he's an ascending player. Um, he finished the season with you know uh, you know a thousand you know a thousand a thousand yards. Um, <clears throat> missed like I think he missed what two games this year. He missed one, one or two. One. Wait. Okay. Yeah, one. He missed one game. Um, but he ended the season with 87 catches, 1,123 yards, 
and five touchdowns. Um, there are some things that he needs to work on. I'm not. I'm not going to try to pretend like he's no like a finished product. But just is he an ascending player on the team? He absolutely is. Hopefully, he's ascending enough where his where it's not questioned and his roster spot, you know, is not in question. And I just don't want it to be a situation where even though he may be ascending, I don't want them to be like, eh, well, he doesn't really, you know, him and Derek Carr and maybe him and DA. Like, oh. I, don't, I don't want that. Like, he's a player that you need to have on the team uh, if the team absolutely. is going to be successful. Straight up. And he's a player that whoever the offensive coordinator coming in oh man, needs to, you know, have a plan for. Like, yeah, this is – we're going to feature Chris Olave <clears> – <throat> I'm telling you, go watch the tape, y'all. Like, go put on all 22 and watch Chris Olave. Don't worry about where the ball is going. Just watch him. Open. The dude gets open so much, bro. It's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. Open. I mean, he, he beats him all kind of ways. He beats him with speed. He beats him with quickness. Uh, sometimes beats him with physicality. Uh, he's just, you know, he, he can be a legitimate stud in the NFL. Um, and like I said, like, even with this season where he had, like, a three-, four-game stretch where – he was in a slump, you know, he still put up, uh, you know, over a thousand yards and almost 90 catches. So, you know, there's a lot there to be tapped into. The one, the one thing I cannot escape from my mind, um, just really quickly going back to the potentially like John Gruden be on the offensive staff. <clears throat> I don't remember what game it was. Cause I don't, I don't remember who they were playing, but there was a game that the Raiders were playing a team. And this was before Henry Ruggs had, you know, killed someone. And John Gruden called up this play, and Derek Carr launched that bitch like 70 yards. And Ruggs like ran underneath it, <clears throat> caught it for a touchdown. I'll show I'll 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 send you the play. I'll text it to you after the podcast. I can't in my head get out of my head of like in the in the in in the background. John Gruden little fingers like ooh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I can I can do something with this. I, I can do something. I, 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 anyway, sorry, but ascending player. Who who's your who's your next one? Uh, it's gonna be a funny one. Y'all wouldn't expect. Oh, oh. Andrew Pete, baby. Yeah, my guy, man, my guy, Andrew Pete. We have. We have clowned Andrews Pete for years on this podcast, years on Twitter. I mean, we got the the Razor Canes meme, the him getting Drew Brees finger broke meme. I mean, we have clowned this guy. But this man was left for dead this offseason, took a pay cut, bench. Supposed to be a backup, yep. <laughs> supposed to be a backup. And when, you know, we, we talked about the Turbo situation, whatever, he ended up starting that left tackle. And then I was like, ooh, he that left tackle? Uh, seen this movie before. Seen this before. And came in there and just solidified the spot, bro. Solidified the spot, man. It was good. It was like damn run. good. Like a damn good, good left. Man. Like- Pass pro, everything, bro. So, I mean, should he have been on, on the ascending list? You know, probably not. He's an older player. Um, but, no, but like, look, it, man. This, could, this could be his second act, bro. Like, he, he could be a player that, you know, maybe – had he not played at left tackle this season, if he just was continued on the bench or whatever, you know, he, he gets released this upcoming off season. He goes somewhere maybe another team just pigeonholed him to be like a guard. But like this maybe have maybe, maybe like 
rejuvenate and revitalize his career because right. he's still young-ish, right? If he can like play like four or five seasons at like left tackle and can then play similar to he did this season, that's like a probably like a second unexpected payday that he could have oh, for yeah. his family that was like probably not expected. Like he is, yeah. it's wild, bro. Like the the wow, is wild. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. And uh, I think it was Brooke from NOF who talked about, like, you know, during training camp, he kind of looked like he was kind of done. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just confidence-wise, just looked like a guy that was just kind of like, mm. I don't even know if I want to do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? So for him to come and just, you know, come and just solidify that spot and rejuvenate himself, man, that's just good on him. You know what I'm saying? Good on him as somebody who was clown Pete a lot. Yeah, good on him. So for, for real, let's man. go, Angels. Pete, Pete gonna Pete, but hopefully not. Pete gonna like, Pete. Pete gonna Pete just in, in all. Pete gonna Pete is gonna be a good thing, though. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Pete. Good. He done, he done changed the narrative, bro. He said, yeah, <laughs> change the narrative, bro. Can, can, can the rest of the Saints in the front office follow behind Andres Pete? <laughs> can y'all change the narrative? Shit, please. Uh, last player that. Well, not last, but I actually have two two more players. Um, that way, okay. Bubble guts. Uh, <laughs> Bubble guts. Oh, oh, oh no, oh, no, oh no, <laughs> oh no. Um, At Perry, and it, it, it's a oh, little. Yeah. Pre- it might it might be a little premature, Mm-mm. but we watch enough football when when you. When the eyes just tells you, your your the eyes know, bro. Like the eyes know, and he brings a a dimension and element to the Saints' offense. Obviously, you know Michael Thomas probably played his last down with the Saints. That when and if Michael Thomas is not going to be on this team, they need uh like a physicality, you know, aspect to the yeah. offense. And At Perry brought like. There was a play he made in the in the Falcons game that it looked like it looked like it was Michael Thomas that ran, like ran the route the way he caught like just just like the way he caught the ball strong you know he came in he struggled a little bit you know in in rookie mini camp and struggled and then he started making plays and OTAs started making plays in training camp and then he was just inactive for the longest time we were just like yep. what, what, what what we don't know why Keith back was getting snaps over AT Perry but like oh, I don't know. oh then he had like the good preseason game come on he even got yeah. the preseason game right. Yep. And he starts getting opportunities. He first kind of started with Jameis because Jameis, unlike Carr earlier in the season, was just throwing the ball up and just giving his you know receivers opportunities to make plays and AT Perry made them. Also and then works they, out also works out after oh, training camp with oh <clears throat> with AT Perry anyway. and the young Rams. Oh. But you know, I don't know. Um Eric he just, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Uh, uh, but he steadily got better throughout the season. Like he's a player that I'm excited to watch going forward. Right, and and this is not this does not feel uh what Adrian Arrington is like. This right. feels like no, legitimate. No. Like this, yeah, it feels legitimate. It did. I, I would say it doesn't even feel uh Tricon Smithish. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. Like Mm-mm. it, it feels like you got a player here. You know, I mean, is he going to be like a number one wide receiver? Probably not. Right. Um, but you see a guy that can add a dimension to an offense 
that, you know, that you need because you got two speedy, quickie type wide receivers in uh, Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed. And then you get the big body. And man, if you could, if you could add another big body wide receiver, maybe, or a big downfield guy or something like that, then you got like a nice offense that could beat basketball you all type team. of ways. Mm-hmm. Basketball team that could, you know, hit you with the quick, hit you with the post, you know, get a tight end in there, powers, you know, like, man. That's that's my guy, Ryan. That's mm. my guy. Mm. That's mm. my guy. Let me ask you this. And, and we'll, we'll get back to it, but, you know, so he was the Mel Kuyper's mark, first mock draft came out uh, today. It gets released. For what I know, I just went through, like, the first 15 picks and – I, I sometimes like you you read a mock draft, especially Mel's mock draft. You just like what the fuck is Mel thinking, right? I was going through every pick, and I was like, "Damn, Mel in his bag on this bitch, bro!" Like Mel was mm. cooking that bitch. It like all every pick made sense. The one I kept going back to is Brock Bowers at five. His where he gets drafted to me, positional wise value, and just in how the NFL equates that. Is going to be such a fascinating thing for me to like to, to see. You know, we saw Kyle Pitts get drafted fourth overall. That's not working out well. He wants to be out of Atlanta, um, what have you. Like, like Kyle Pitts as a prospect and Brock Bowers as a prospect, like they're not even on the same tier, bro. Like, it, like it's not close. But the team that Brock Bowers continues continuously gets associated with is the Los Angeles Chargers. Yep. And I, I made a tweet about it, and I was just like, the, that offense has Justin Herbert, Rashawn Slater, Zion Johnson, Quentin Johnson, and then much earlier, Mike Williams. Those are all first-round picks. The Chargers defense has largely been ungood for it. Like, it's, it's, it's one of those – it, this is going to be a prime example of best player, versus, best player available versus need. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm 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 fascinated to see how it plays out. Yeah, because I'm really fascinated. Bauer's talent should get him drafted top five easily, like without question. Will it though? I don't know. But that that's one of my few draft bays this year for the draft. It may be a pipe dream, but the like that's one of the picks that if he was the pick at 14, you might see me us on the live stream. Like it it'd be lit. So anyway, um. Any other player for that's a, that's ascending? Uh, I guess I guess you could put in uh, who's the safety that they drafted? Last oh, year? Jordan Howden. Jordan Howden. I guess you could stick up in there. Uh, I, I just I thought he just was really solid. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I thought he was really solid. Where where if you got rid of May, Marcus May this offseason, you wouldn't will. freak out. No. I, yeah, right. I do too. You wouldn't freak out. You'd be like, okay, I got something we can build with this dude. Right. You know, and even though Abrams to a lesser extent is, is like a P.J. Williams type. Right. Not a starter, but a guy that can come in and, and you know, give you some snaps or whatever. He, he play, like, he, I, I think with P.J., or sorry, with um Abrams, if you – minimize the areas that he's not good in and just use him to his strengths. That's it. Like he, like he made some damn good plays like towards the trail in the season, man, for the same. Exactly. 
Exactly. Um, so I, I Jordan Howden made some really good plays. I, I, I think he can ascend. Is how I word it. Like right. I think there's potential for him to ascend. Exactly. Um, so you know what? Two things. One, I don't want you to sit yourself. Two, this has been a positive towards the end of the podcast. We're not going to go. We're not going to even go into descending players. We're just going to leave it at that. We're just going to talk just about ascending. Ascend. Just leaving ascending. Not going to descending. Um, we'll go into descending the next podcast episode and, and get back to dread and 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 dire. But not uh... not this one. We're gonna end it on a good note. Um, but thank y'all so much. I forgot to say this at the beginning, but if you're watching this on on YouTube, please like and subscribe. We're now at I think the last time I looked, it was 1,100 subscribers, which is great, sure. which is insane. Thank y'all so much. Uh, all our Patreons, thank y'all. Thank y'all for like not being like, man, these this team fucking sucks. Like I don't want to listen to these motherfuckers and like canceling your, your Patreon subscriptions. You're not. You guys aren't doing that. So thank you. Thank you. Um. We're really hoping, just like we did, just like last draft season last year, as the draft got nearer and the meetup for the draft got got closer, we really hope that uh, we do get some more Patreons and to be able to come and join and be at us drinking, having good food, and just enjoying the draft. Like, even Saints aside, bro, like, just having, like, you know, we make the rule, like, if you're coming to the party, there's no, like, you can, like, no phones. If you know what the pick is or whatever, don't announce it. Don't say shit. Just like just being in the moment of just like just everyone just finding out the pick together last year was was cool and I believe bunch if I remember correctly had the highest or maybe it was Max either bunch or Max had the highest you know guest correctly uh-huh. guested players um, but thank y'all so much we, we really appreciate it we'll be back this upcoming week maybe Friday we'll figure out when to do uh, the live show so any questions y'all got let us know we're actually gonna have gonna try this time to legitimately have someone for the community join us to be a part of the show as well so we appreciate y'all we love y'all we thank y'all um like everything on spotify apple however you listen youtube with that we're out peace When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.